Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Tuesday, February 6th edition of the Basement Academy. As we get going, uh, once again on our invitation to pray, I want to begin with the morning psalm, Psalm 126. Today we're going to be talking about leadership as we pray for the leadership of Greenwich. And Psalm 126, I think, reflects a leadership challenge that was not met. Okay? And so this is one of the pilgrim psalms. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Mm. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The leadership challenge that was not met is Israel went into, this is about returning from exile. Israel went into exile because of the failure of leadership. The kings and the priests failed to obey the word of God. They brought idols into the temple. They made alliances with other nations that God had directed them not to do. And so the exile was a, a disciplinary season for the life of God's people. So this prayer is in the context of being brought back, but the fortunes have to be restored because fortunes were lost because of poor leadership within Israel. And so um, today I wanna talk about, before we pray, I wanna talk about the leadership challenge in a church. There's a uniqueness to churches. Now every organization has its own unique qualities, aspects, culture, challenges, opportunities, etc. Okay, so it's not like leading a church is the only thing that's hard. No, leading a corporation, uh, your own company, uh, leading in government, uh, being a leader in schools, um, uh, in the sports arena, it, you just, you know, wherever leadership is, there's challenges, right? But churches are unique we're mostly volunteer, and so most of our leaders that we pray for are volunteers. And so sometimes accountability is a little tricky. You know, in business and government, if uh, you're trying to accomplish something, you have people who are working there, <laughs> the people you're leading, that is your staff, your team, whatever, your employees, they have been vetted, they have been hired, they are compensated, they can be reviewed, they can be counseled and directed, sometimes they can be fired, right? Doesn't mean that's all easy, but there is something in the, the experience of hiring people, interviewing people, selecting people, compensating people allows a measure of accountability that is just hard to accomplish in the church. And so elders, deacons, those who serve on committees, Sunday school teachers, they're all volunteers. And 
and that's and they're wonderful volunteers. They're, they're many of you who, who are listening to this and watching this are elders and deacons and servants. But sometimes folks get it in their mind to do things they want to do. <laughs> and the leadership challenge is to redirect that in a more productive way. Um, I also find that um, over the years, folks come to us with vast wisdom, experience, both leadership and just organizational experience in other arenas. Not all of it translates on a one-for-one one into the church. And so often uh, at, the, at the session level, the elder level, you know, there's budgets and finances that we pay attention to. And, and I have found, and I'm not offering this as criticism, more as observation, that those who come out of the business arena for profit business try to impose a, a mindset, but they're not, they're not in a mean way. They just, they think a certain way, but the church isn't a business in that regard. They're not a for-profit business. We just simply pass plates and we make online giving portals available and we are 100% strictly donor funded. We don't sell a thing, right, to, to, to fund our uh, operation. So we can't, open a new product line to get more revenue. We can't, you know, trim expenses on this product line or eliminate a product line because it's, it's, it's losing money for us. We're strictly dependent upon donations. And there is a cycle to the donations and business folks don't understand that. That they come in and they see that we're running behind in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, because December is when people mostly give. <laughs> and so we make up the deficits. And it just takes a while for folks to understand that, that there's a, a cyclical nature to the income uh, and expenses, and we do our best around that. So, so one of the challenges is we've got volunteers who come in and bring experience that doesn't always translate. And sometimes there's tension because folks know better than the pastor does. And they may be right. They may know better than I do. But I know how the church works. And I know how this church works. And so I do my best to try to, you know, nudge and, you know, yeah, let's maybe, let's keep looking and thinking about that because this is how it actually is. <laughs> and so that's that's one of the, the challenges. Um, you know, there's personalities in every organization, uh, and, and we welcome that, the, the, the beautiful diversity of our, our human family uh, that comes into play. Um, there are cultural influences that challenge uh, leadership in the church. Obviously, you've got the reality of our society that's radically individualistic, and so folks come to Greenwich from other churches, and if they don't hear something they like, or if there's something I say or do or we do collectively they don't like, they come and then they go. And, and we've lost people as much as we, you know, catch people from other places. We've lost some dear folks. And so people I've invested life in and raising up for next generation leadership, they've left us. And okay, that's, that happens, I guess, elsewhere, right? In industry, a, a faithful employee that's being groomed for some new level of leadership gets a better offer and, and leaves. You know, and so that that's life. Um, 
the other cultural influence I think that is significantly challenging now for leading a church is the influence of politics in our society and how we integrate our faith and our politics such that we cannot sometimes unravel them. And I have people at Greenwich and other churches I've served who are convinced there's only one way of thinking about this and there's only one way to vote. If you're a Christian, you will vote X or you will vote Y. Yet I've got other people in that same church who believe the exact opposite. If you're really a Christian and really trying to vote the way Jesus would want, you'll vote this way. And so imagine leading that organization, particularly in an election year like we're going to have right now with two candidates who are both as popular and unpopular as both of our uh, leading candidates are. And so um, that brings about a leadership challenge, the politicizing of the faith, the politicizing of um, the sanctuary. And I think we do a, a, a really good job at Greenwich about that. So I'll speak to electoral issues, but it'll be more process and, and how to be a Christian rather than a partisan uh, particular approach. So anyway, uh, enough about that. And, and then I just like to laugh. You know, one of the leadership challenges of a church is that people behave like people. With all the fickleness and fussiness, all the beauty and, and, and faithfulness that people bring. And so there are people who just lean in and lean forward and, and, and they, they are glad to be led, are willing to be led. And that's not easy to be led, right? Not everybody likes to be led. And, and there are those who are willing to be led. There are those who resist being led. Doesn't matter what I say, doesn't matter how clear I can make the scripture or how winsome the message or, or method may be. Some folks just ain't going. Okay, <laughs> that's just, you know, but they're still part of the church family and I don't, you know, begrudge them at all, but I pay attention, right? And, and so um, I'm so glad and so grateful uh, for the honor of, of leading, uh, being the pastor at Greenwich. Um, and we're in a, a, you know, a particularly challenging, tricky, lovely, <laughs> prayerful season uh, at Greenwich, not with just everything going around us in the culture and politics and everything, but as we're contemplating whether or not the denominational home that has been ours for 40 years should continue to be that denominational home. And um, yeah, and so we're, we're wrestling that through and we'll wrestle it through. It'll take, as, as I shared yesterday, the, the bulk of this year, I expect, even if it isn't into next year. So we'll, we'll get there. But there are leadership challenges and so let's pray. <laughs> because we do not want to fail the leadership test and then have adverse things come to uh, the Greenwich Church family. And so, let's pray our, our Tuesday uh, prayer points. <clears throat> Lord, hear our prayer uh, for the leadership of Greenwich, for the staff and for the elders and for the deacons, the committee members and the host of volunteers who serve in faithful and, and quiet ways. 
Lord, for each of these individuals, may they know the power and grace of your Holy Spirit, and may they meet every leadership challenge that may come. And we pray for your divine aid at this time of our church's life. We pray for wisdom and courage, humility and unity in all our decisions. May the gifts and graces of your Holy Spirit, both the fruit of the Spirit with Christ-like character and the gifts of your Spirit, raising up people gifted people to lead us in ways that others of us could never even dream of being led. And so, Lord, for the creativity and the fullness of your spirit among us uh, with the various levels of leadership. Lord, for willing hearts and hands to serve others, for this is what you've called us to, that we, we are willing to serve. We want to serve. And thank you particularly for those new elders and deacons and committee members who are learning their way around uh, the, the organization and the leadership uh, responsibilities. And so give uh, willing hearts and Lord strong, faithful, loving, Christ-like hands in so many ways uh, to serve one another. And may there be a growing network of leaders and ministry teams. Lord, the you have said <laughs> centuries ago, the fields are ripe for the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so, Lord, raise up laborers for this harvest, this season, at Greenwich and in our surrounding community. And so, Father, we trust you to do what you've done in every generation at this particular church and in every church, to raise up men and women to lead, to serve, to guide us forward. And so keep us, protect us as we seek to do your will on earth as it is in heaven at Greenwich. And so hear our prayer as we make it now in the name of the servant leader, Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May God bless you with the heart of a servant leader, if you find yourself in that capacity of leading at Greenwich. And may God give to all of us the heart of faithful followers that we would follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit through the efforts of so many at Greenwich. May God bless you in your home, your place of work, and in this church now and forevermore. Amen.